0: welcome 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 to interesting enough he is trey i am nolan thank you guys so much for joining us once again this is your first time listening to the podcast thank you and thank you for joining us to our special edition of hooper's lounge it's been a while since we've done this so we're gonna be chopping up with a lot of things basketball at the all-star break
1: trey man what's going on how you feeling man i'm feeling good man you know i was feeling really really good until i watched that all-star game on sunday but it's (laughs) still feeling good i guess
0: yeah, I mean we we a couple days removed from it so we we kind of over it but we definitely have to do a podcast for you guys anyway. So again, thank you guys for always tuning in. Again, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. But we got to we're going to talk about the second half of the year and some stuff that we're looking forward to in the NBA season. And and honestly, that was originally what we wanted to do on this on this podcast, but we can't even get on this without talking about the All-Star game and how bad it was. <laughs> and you, like, listen, I think we might have talked about this last year, Trey. Like we kind of complained about the Utah one, m- mostly because of the location, but also the game wasn't very good. I-, I didn't know. I didn't think it could actually get worse than Utah last year. I'm gonna be real with you. I didn't think it could get worse, but my goodness, it got worse. A lot uh, worse. Now, everybody saw the game, and we're gonna go through the, the entire weekend and stuff. But I, I kind of wanted to th- to throw it a little bit different. Instead of just asking you like different questions about it, I. We, there's been a lot of things that's been thrown around in terms of what can fix the All Star Game, Trey. So I'm I'm gonna kick out, like we'll bounce an idea or two off, and then you just kind of tell me how you feel about it, and we'll go from there. So just things have drawn down. So everybody's question is like, what can we do to fix the All Star Game? What do you think about? And and then of course, Trey, if you have a general one, you could always you know pick that one. But what do you think about the idea of? to make it more competitive home court advantage in the finals. Cause I've heard that baseball does do that for people that are listening, by the way. And um, b- the baseball all-star game is traditionally very, very good to be fair. Baseball is really not a sport that you can, for lack of a better term, half-ass because you can't really like not throw the ball as hard as you can or go hit it. Like it, if for somebody that hasn't played baseball, it's not one of those sports
1: that you can do that. And, and I and, even think baseball might've stopped doing that. Doing what? Uh, Having a home field advantage in a uh, world series. Did they stop doing it? Yeah, I believe they did. Okay, so I might get, be wrong, but I believe they did.
0: I don't know if they did. I'll look that up while you're going, but but I if for anyway, they had been doing it for, for as long as I can remember. If they if they stopped it, it had to be very recently. But I just watched the All Star game this past year, um, because one of the models players was in it, but I don't know. Um that's actually interesting. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But yeah, so what do you think yeah, in you general about out, yeah. the home, Yeah, what do you think of in general about doing a home court advantage type of situation for the finals? Um, for the winner of the East and West.
1: My thing is, I the reason I just can't really disagree with it, because let's just take the Miami Heat, for example. Last year, let's just say that this team this year makes it, because last year nobody really pegged the Miami Heat to make the NBA finals. Let's be honest about it. Yep. Let's say they were able to repeat this year. Nobody for the Miami Heat would have been representing them in the All-Star game. Yet. Their determination of home court advantage is determined by a game that they weren't even um, participating in or they didn't have any participants um, with the organization And I just don't think that's fair. I think that's well, kind the, of well, ludicrous.
0: He had BAM last year.
1: They did. No, no, no. I understand it, but I'm saying – I'm just saying they came out of nowhere last year. So let's say they did it again this year, came out of nowhere. This mm-hmm. year they don't have anybody. I was using that as an example. Oh, got you, got you, okay. Got you. A team coming out of left field and surprising everybody, which happens mm-hmm. on occasion. And if they were to do that this year, they didn't have anybody representing them in the All Star game. So why? Would, I mean, they had Bam, didn't they? Yeah, this year we had Bam. They had Bam, but and I he, guess and, my and point he, is, he
0: started in the. Remember, so they had Bam two years in a row. That's what I was saying. We had they had Bam two years in a row, and they he started this year
1: because Embiid got hurt. He did, he did, you're right. But my point is, like, you could have somebody, you could have a team out there that doesn't have anybody representing them, and then if they make the finals, they might get home court advantage or not based on a game that they weren't even a part of. Like, I just that's ludicrous to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and just to fill you in, by the way, the, so they stopped it in 2017 for baseball. The home field advantage okay. was just a regular regular season record, but previously. So that's why I was alluded to, since I had, when I was growing up, that was normally the thing. And it, I and like think I it worked said, out they
1: well. did it for a while. I just thought I remember hearing them stopping that. But they did, like you said, they did that throughout most of our lives.
0: Yeah, yeah, right, right. And and it worked out pretty well. But again, I know baseball is a harder thing to, because you have to play that game differently. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, but like, I just, I mean, I pretty much finished my point. But I, I just think, like, it's kind of hard when it, when you're having a game where, okay, even if Bam was in it, let's say this example, Bam's in it. Your best player, Jeremy Butler, wasn't in it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm i going to be honest. I think the main problem, and I agree with that part of it, I think the main problem for not doing that is similar to what you're saying with those two teams. You have a team like the Heat that barely made the playoffs as an eight seed, and you basically have a team in the Nuggets who basically had the best record from start to finish all year. And then you tell me if they got to the finals, the Heat get home court advantage? Like, I'm a Heat fan, but that's just unfair. So, like, I can understand not doing that. And also, too, I mean, when we look at the league this year, there's only really like four or five legit teams that we think have a chance to even make the finals. So what about the, those other guys? Like if I'm, if I'm these other guys, if I'm Tyrese Halliburton, I I mean, look, respectfully, he's had a great year, but the Pacers aren't making the the finals, maybe not in his head, but they're not, is that that's not going to make me necessarily compete harder. So I think that idea is kind of tough, but I figured we could throw it on, on the podcast because people have talked about it a lot. Now, what do you think about the contract incentives? Now, Here's my theory on the contract incentives, trade, and I'll, I'll put my twist on it and then tell me how you what you feel. So I don't think traditionally, because guys are already getting paid money if they do win the All-Star game, um, you know, like the East or the West. So, I, you know, the first idea people are usually like, well, I'll just pay them more. To millionaires, I, I think, you know, it's guys that are like on huge, huge contracts, it's going to be tough to like incentivize them. I don't know if this would be possible. And obviously the NFL, the NBA PA, excuse me, wouldn't agree to it, but. What if they did the contract incentives similar to like all NBA, where like you can make even more on a certain extension if you're if you win maybe X number of All-Star games or or something like that? Where law now it doesn't have to be as dramatic as all NBA. Like if some guys, if you're making all NBA, I mean we're talking about forty-fifty million dollar difference. It doesn't have to be like that. But maybe five million difference, maybe ten million difference. Like, do you think that's even something that would be plausible?
1: I mean, that's something to consider, but then I think it gets kind of tricky because listen, all NBA is just we're naming 15 guys, but with the all-star game, you just, we just brought up a valid point. Joel Embiid was going to be the starter, but then Bam Adebayo had to take his place because he's injured. So then does his injury replacement, do they get the nod in the contract get, extend him? And does Joel Embiid still get it? Because technically he made the all-star game, but he just hurt. I just think, you know, there is some wrinkles to it, but I mean, that's one of the better options if you had to pick one. Yeah.
0: I mean, I guess that's what I didn't think about that point too. Yeah. Cause what do you do with the guys that are injury replacements and not and stuff like that? You know, yeah. That so that's just the one I threw out there. Uh, something that would be the only financial one I would say. I, I think we can agree on that because, like, other than yeah. that, just giving them straight up money, it's not going to really work for most of these guys. So, I, I listen, if the, you get
1: a two hundred fifty million dollar contract, I know to us, they say they're going to pay us half a million. That's a lot, but if you're making two hundred fifty million dollars over five years, I don't really think you're going to be sweating a half a million.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And then I got two other solutions that I think
0: are plausible, and they can do this even starting next year. One. No matter the competition of the game, Trey, you got to bring back the target score. We got to get rid of the time and bring back the target score. Yeah, I don't because know why they got rid of that to begin with. I don't know. It worked out well, so not I don't any, I and, understand that. And I and I I watched the Rising Stars game. I don't know if you did. Yeah. The, at the end of every Rising Stars game, you're basically going to have a game winning shot. So you, no it matter makes how the it game exciting. is, right? It makes it exciting. And you have a score in mind, so you can't, you're even in the back of the round, if you notice both of the games, you're like, they're trying to just keep it close. Cause you're like, you want to be in within striking distance and then you do a cumulative score. So especially the year that Kobe passed, when they did that, that 2020 all-star game, that was perfect. And I, and of course I know people were more competitive because you know, it was to Kobe, everything had happened at that time, a couple like a month before that, but Man, those games are so exciting, and they kept it really close. And then they were able to, you know, get the score at the end. So the target score is something that's got to be there. I mean, they they could do that as soon as next year.
1: Agreed, agreed. And like I said, I'm not even sure why they got rid of it. I don't know what the incentive was to get rid of it. I mean, I guess if I just had to, you know, come up with this, uh, guess, they would probably say, well, when the target score, when another team was up by 20, the other team didn't care. So we thought that did. They- kind of didn't incentivize a competitive game but i mean even when you don't have the target score obviously this wasn't a competitive game i mean car anthony towns for crying out loud scored 50 points and nobody cares because it was a blowout right and also it's car Anthony Towns,
0: but yeah to be to be (laughs) fair the and the target score thing like you said you got to do it in the way they did it in that year in 2020 it's got to be cumulative so You don't want to get dragged down just because, you know, you got down 20 earlier. Like, that cumulative score should matter both ways, and you can win different quarters. So I think there's a way that they can do it similar to that, that it can work. And here's my final suggestion for the All-Star game. And this one is actually pretty straightforward. I don't even hear people mentioning it very often. If we want the All-Star game to get better, how about the best players, i.e. the face of the leagues, which is LeBron James and Steph Curry. How about they just come out and play hard? Is that too much to ask? Y'all just come out and set the tone. Because you know what I can guarantee you, Trey? If LeBron James and Steph Curry come out there, and I, and I exclude Giannis because Giannis kind of is like Russell Westbrook, he kind of always plays hard. LeBron James and Steph Curry come out and play serious. And I'm not saying serious diving on the floor for loose balls, but in a serious enough where you can tell, oh, they're trying to win, they're playing like relative defense, they're taking relatively good shots. I guarantee you everyone else is going to follow suit. There's no chance in hell that everyone else isn't going to follow suit. So just play harder. You guys care enough, and you play harder, and then we will care enough and watch the game.
1: LeBron, 40 years old, so he ain't playing too much hard in, all, in a recreation game. Well, okay, I'm gonna Trey, be honest.
0: Trey, he can play harder, and he doesn't have – how many minutes did he play in the All-Star game? He played, like, 12 minutes in this All-Star game. Yeah. You can play 12 minutes, hard minutes, 12 minutes, and, and get – granted, I'm not saying hard minutes like – Hard like yeah, at the yeah, am not
1: saying, but I'm just saying like he he he's not even gonna warm up enough to play a little bit harder at this point in his career.
0: Trey, we've seen those guys play harder in pickup games. Like they can play harder in an all-star game. Like, it, and I'm not even like it. Just could be the I mean the bare minimum of playing hard. It just just be around your defender. How how about just not the the free free like lanes to the to the to the cup? No contest. How about at least attempting to set a screen or something? I mean, it's got ridiculous. The, 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 I just the,
1: think. Yeah. What I, what I want to say, I just think that um, I guess it leads to a bigger issue, but I just think they need to shorten the season. And I think if you shorten the season, as far as the off-star game goes, then players will have – they will be fresher and they will have more energy and they will be more inclined to play a little bit harder. But the season's. I'm pretty sure they true.
0: was. They, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure they was all fresh on Saturday night when they was riding around and getting it.
1: You're right, I mean that's a little bit different than playing basketball. But I, I get your point.
0: Uh, now, here's what I will say about maintaining the freshness. And I heard Chris we started talk about this. Now they can remove some of the events. You know they have to do a ton of events. The NBA cares, the charities, the the brand stuff. There's so many things that these guys have to do over the course of that weekend. They're so busy. Now, if they want to remove some of that, fine. But I'm not going to shorten the season just so you can play hard in an All-Star game. No, if you don't want I, to play hard in the All-Star game, just don't come to the All-Star game.
1: The shortening season is a far bigger issue, but I'm just saying I think that would get players to possibly play harder.
0: I think what they should do is let these young pups play in the All-Star game more minutes, like the Palos and the Scotty Barnes, the guys that are actually going to play harder.
1: Um, I mean, Anthony Edwards is out there shooting left-hands in the skills challenge. So let, let's not – and Luca was shooting from half court. So let's be – got to be what we asked for.
0: But again, it's, it's all set the tone by those those other guys. they got to play harder. Now, I, those are the things that I found out that we laid out. Is there any real solution to this? Like, and you have anything that you would want to see? Obviously, you want to see them play harder, and you want to see a more competitive game. But is there anything that you can actually pinpoint? Because I, I don't know if it's like a one clear-cut thing.
1: You know, I, don't, I just think that it is what it is. I mean, we saw the same thing with the NFL Pro Bowl. And, and now keep in mind, you know, football is a much more physical sport. It's a contact sport. So I understand, you know, the risk of injury is a lot higher. And I can see why players didn't really want to go 100% of that. But the same sentiment remained the same. You know, it's pretty much just the exhibition game at least in the Pro Bowl, it's at the end of the season when the All-Star game is in the middle of the season. We really want to break. Our bodies need to break. We're just not going to go hard. And I just don't think there's anything that you can really do to really change that. You know what I mean? I do have one point
0: that you actually made me think about. I don't know if you... You probably haven't watched the Pro Bowl in a couple of years, Trey. But no. If you, I've seen clips of it. Because they removed the whole tackling thing and they just did flag football, guys actually kind of play hard because it's flag football. They can remove the injury part of it and they just play. And it's kind of fun. Like, it, I know it's not tackle football, but relative to what it is, it's kind of fun. Now, now the Dazbo and all that other stuff, I don't really care. But I'm talking about the actual game. It's kind of cool because you can still see Tyreek Hill and those athletic guys, right, like, do those type of things. How about instead of the game altogether, Trey, let's just do the king of the court. Let's do, let's do the king of the court. Let's do three dribbles, whatever, whatever rules you want to put it. Put a referee, don't put a referee, whatever you want to well, – Well, hell, actually, you got to put a referee. These dudes would be calling fouls every possession if they if it's up to them. So why
1: don't you just do mean, king of the court? I know most people won't – they don't, we don't realize this, but, I mean, the NBA, they used to have one-on-one games in the All-Star game around, like, the 90s. Yeah, I remember because, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean – it's something to keep in mind. I just don't know from a TV viewership perspective how well that would be received And Obviously, you know, you gotta feel like the two, two and a half hours, whatever the All-Star game has. And we can say what we wanna say, but the All-Star game as far as viewership was up twenty percent from last year. So like even though the product to me was terrible and to you, I feel like you feel the same way, people are still watching it.
0: Well that's but it but it but isn't the other stat it was like the lowest since um something else, I believe. There was like another viewership stat that it wasn't great either it it
1: was just yeah it wasn't great but i'm just saying it was up from last year so it's kind of like why don't you just do king of the court and let's just do everything saturday night
0: let's just do the three-point shoot out all that good stuff let's just get it all out the way because obviously that can't stand alone and i tell you what you know you know who is gonna play hard the dude playing defense because they don't want to get their behind busted on tv i can tell you that i I, I can tell you that much
1: and one other thing i just thought about just brainstorming like just thinking about it You could do a like of rising stars challenge where you have like more than one team, you know, it's not just East and West. You kind of split them out into four different teams.
0: Yeah. You could do that. You could do it. You could do that way. Or, or what about, or what about like a little three on three? Yeah. Like a little, little three on three or something like that. I mean, yeah,
1: Olympic basketball, Olympic three on three.
0: Yeah. There you go. We just thought about that here. Why don't we just do a little three on three tournament? You split up all the all-stars. If you want to still do three on threes East versus West, that's fine or if you want to do like all the east 3 on 3s play against each other and then all the west 3 on 3s and then like the east and the west each 3 on 3, you know, best team plays each other for the championship. Fine. Do or the for the All-Star game, winner fine and then you get an MVP. Let's do that. Let's do one on one or three on 3. I'm down for any of those ideas. But this 5 on 5 running up and down. The only other way you could do the 5 on 5 tray, you got to do a, you got to do world versus America. You got to do it. You got to do it. That's going to be the only thing that's going to provide some type of pride. And I don't, by the way, we
1: might lose. <laughs> we I'm, might not lose. Sure. Gonna, I'm not even sure that's going to provide pride because, I mean, if you're looking at two of the biggest, I'm going to call them slackers in the R-Star game, it was Luka and Jokic. Like, they look like the two players that take care less the most. Like, they really did. I mean, Luka took a half-court shot for crying out loud with, like, 30 seconds left on the shot. clock, So, like,
0: but I, I can't say that they didn't they didn't care less than what Tatum was doing this last year and this year and what Anthony Edwards was doing. I can't say that. I can't say that.
1: I, to yeah. me, it's all yeah. equal. I mean, yeah, I, it was it was just it was overall bad effort. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but I get your point though. But that's the only chance of us having a little bit of pride, and like,
1: and even some, then a little it bit would of last for away. like a season. The pride would be there for a season. Then next season they wouldn't care. What until the next season? Oh, you think it just wouldn't be sustainable? Yeah, I just think I think it'll be almost similar to that Kobe uh, year where we thought that we had something going on with that uh, target score. And it's like, oh man, this is going to make it competitive. And then it kind of, the ball just fell. It just dropped. And it's like, nope, that was just a one-time thing. I think the best idea
0: we've come up with while doing this, and this has basically just been our brainstorming session, I think, I think the three-on-three, Trey. I think we can stamp that. I think the three-on-three will be solid because uh, you're right, maybe if they want to make Sunday like a separate thing, then then you can't do one-on-one by itself because you that's not sustainable. So they're probably going to want to stretch it to one day because since the, the Austin game is the Super Bowl, do three-on-three because that's basically the like flag football and, you know, the tackle football, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of close where you're not playing the full thing, but you can play. And because you're not going up and down the court, full court, you don't have to worry about like those leak out fast breaks where like nobody's doing anything. You're relatively in the same thing. It'll, just, it'll basically just be like the big three. Yeah, pretty much. Except, I mean, I know the big three, they're playing harder, but that'll basically be what it is. So, yeah. So, let's stamp it. Three on three is what we want to see next year. Now, can we just talk about, quickly, the dunk contest and the in the, in the three-point shootout? There's my quick take. You let me know how you feel. Three-point shootout right now is the best event. I think we can agree. It's competitive every single year. And then, it was already good, Trey, and then they added Sabrina... UNESCO with Steph Curry that made it even better, which means we can get Caitlin Clark and whoever the best shooters is. We can continue doing that. I think that's the best. I think that's the best event. You agree? I agree. Okay, so we agree that's the best event. I'll get the dunk out in a second. Skills challenge. I got a simple fix, Trey. They got to go back to the skills challenge of, of like 2019. Do you remember when they had both guys competing against each other at the same time? Yeah. They. I think they need to do that. And second, like it doesn't need to be a team thing. Like it should be an individual thing that it's a skills challenge. It doesn't mean to be a whole team. And then second, we gotta remove all the extra, like all the extra crap, Trey. I mean, there's like I mean it's like three jump shots, a bounce pass. I'm like, let's just do the basic like we used to have it. Let's weave, give me one bounce pass, give me one jump shot, give me one chest pass, and let's get the heck out of here. We're not trying to be here all night. We really you know what I mean? Like that that's my thing. And I and I like when you have to compete against each other because like you you're kind of like in the back of your mind feel the pressure because the other person is next to you. Your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I love the idea about competing against each other. I think it kind of just in itself kind of brings a natural competitiveness um, to these guys. You know, they don't want to lose, especially when they're paired against somebody in real time. So I think that would help. As far as the extra stuff goes, I mean, you could leave it in, you could take it out. I I really don't even care about the extra stuff. Like, it doesn't bother me one way or the other. It doesn't really shake me to my core. So like, we can do whatever you want to do. The one thing that I would change up in the skills challenge, and it's not something I would necessarily do, but I think it's a thought pro- probably, is maybe you could combine this with the WNBA and have some of the WNBA players doing it as well. I yeah. think that would at least incentivize the male players to go a little bit harder, and I think the WNBA players would be going hard to try to prove their point of how good they are. So I think you could do something like that. I'm not sure how. How I many players would really like that or really would agree to that? But I think it's the idea. I love
0: that idea. The skills gap is easy. They can, both, they can both do the, you know, it's the same rim. You can both, you know, shoot. They can use their ball if they want. Everyone knows yeah. to do a chest or a bounce pass, right? Like it's the same thing. Yeah, I love that idea. I, it, since we're gonna already bring out the WNBA players for the shooting, why why not do that? You know what I mean? I love, that. I love that idea because we can't obviously we can't bring them out for the dunk contest. Let's do that. Like, yeah, like I could
1: just see I, some of the male players like, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Well then, don't, I just see some then of don't. them backing
0: I, out. I, Actually, I, you know what? I love that they said that, Trey.
1: Don't because
0: you guys were the ones that were not do, taken seriously. Anyway, you know who you know who would want to do it and probably still play hard. Scotty Barnes, Tyrese Maxey. like these guys that are actually young and actually were trying. Like these other guys, Ant Edwards, you don't want to do it. Then no, don't do it. Don't do it. Go sell your shoes at Adidas. Go do your thing. That's fine. Show up for the All Star Game three on three, but that's fine. Just let's get guys in that actually want to do it and compete. And then the dunk contest. Now, we've complained Nothing. about this essentially for years since probably the Levine-Gordon dunk contest. What are we going to do about the dunk contest? Because I had a bunch of notes about what we should do for all these events. I'll be honest. I had no notes on the dunk contest. I don't know what to do. I don't know what the solution is. I, I feel like I've seen almost every dunk ever. And then I go online and see a random video of a guy doing a dunk. And I, I can't get any NBA players to do the dunks. What do we do? Because obviously the, the main part is the players getting in there. Like, how do we get other the players that we want in there? I mean, like, I have no idea. I'm just so over the, the dunk contest being bad.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's much you can do for the dunk contest. The only idea I've, I've ever thought about, and this was over the years, is maybe making it like a semi-annual thing where you have it every two years so it kind of builds up the momentum and maybe more guys should be willing to do it, being that it's more a rare occurrence and that's a rare thing to do and put in your resume as an NBA player. But um, really outside of that, the thing is, listen, man, with YouTube, with social media, and we're able to see all these dunkers, including professional dunkers. And what I mean by that is people who specify who their job is to put on YouTube dunks. Like, that is what they do. Like, the NBA players, they play basketball for a profession, and these guys dunk for a profession. Yep. So with that being said, and us being able to see all these dunk contests from all over the world and professional dunkers do their thing, I think it just sits them in the luster out of the dunk contest because I'm, I would imagine in the 80s when you saw Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins gliding through this guy, dunking the ball. You know, this was something you were rarely ever see on TV. You probably never even saw before in your life up until that point. But now, since it's such a common occurrence, the dunk contest really just doesn't hold a lot in our imagination. And the star players, you know, they're not inclined to do it because if they do do it, they're just going to look like Jalen Brown and get made fun of on social media. And who wants that? And I can't really blame them. I think that I think if you do the dunk contest, you got
0: to be a good sport because you know if your dunk's not all out fifty, people are going to have stuff to say about it. And I just think we're in an era where these stars are really, really sensitive. And I think it comes, like you said, down to social media. But of course, it is because LeBron didn't do the dunk contest, and nobody else feels like they're necessary to do so because all the other great players that were athletic has done the dunk contest.
1: That's but at why, least in LeBron's Le- case, I'm gonna say this. He was a power dunker. Like he wasn't. We saw his dunk con- contest in high school. It wasn't. Dominique yet, Wilkins wasn't it. a power dunker. Yeah, but he had a he had a bigger arsenal than LeBron. Like LeBron, really. Okay. First of all, sure. we
0: don't. We, first of all, we don't know what LeBron's arsenal is because he never did it. Second of all, I, I'm pretty sure he could figure out some dunk because I seen him in the layup lines.
1: Yeah, I just don't. I guess is what I'm getting. At. I just don't think it would have been impressive. So I wasn't like based off of what he did in high school. I was like, yeah, I'm not that mad that he didn't enter the dunk contest.
0: But my whole thing is, the dunk contest isn't because, like, LeBron is just wants to the, the king of controlling every single narrative. He You may lose the dunk
1: contest. But
0: what happened to the dunk contest doing it as just being fun?
1: Like, it was just a well, fun I mean, thing to compete people in. did that? Just for, like, you, we always talk about Dominique and Michael Jordan, but who came after Dominique and Michael Jordan? Okay, Kobe, it's like Jordan. Vince Carter. Like, okay, but that's it. like a 10-year gap. You got Kobe, his rookie year, and Vince Carter, and then who came after them? Like, it's just, But the, the point dunk contest is, the has best... always been kind of sparse.
0: Okay, but the point is the best players that have been of their generation that are athletic have done the dunk contest. LeBron's the only one that didn't. And that's the thing. And especially if a player of his status, if Michael Jordan could do the dunk contest, you can do it. And I'm gonna be honest with you, Trey. LeBron would have won a dunk contest if he would have won the dunk
1: contest. He would have gotten the votes. Put it that way. Let's just let's just come on. Let's keep it. Yeah, up. He would have won it, but I mean, like it wouldn't have been a good one. But you're right, he, he would have won it.
0: That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, you don't even have nothing to lose. And it's like, now nah, nah listen. Now, Trey, I understand if he was, like, doing dunk contest and it was like, oh, you want to do dunk contest? It's you versus Ja and Zion. Like, nah, I understand. If the field was stacked, maybe I would think against it. But he could have done it in previous years. where well, they could have done no, no, it. No, no, no.
1: As soon as LeBron says he's entering the contest, some of these other players are going to enter just to make a name off of it. So the field would have been stacked.
0: Okay, I think other players would enter, but I don't think it would be... Let's just put an example. I mean, we can't use the LeBron example now just because he's older. But let's just say, for example, LeBron was like... He wants to do the dunk contest, like maybe like last year. Do you think Zion and Zion would do it?
1: I think one of them doesn't. Let, uh, okay, so let's say Zion yeah, I don't no. I believe that in my core. Because I think they just know, okay, this is a good opportunity to get my face out there. But they, they, they're those guys are so big and their faces are already out there. I I would be thinking it would be a
0: guy that would be, that would be not as big as Ja or or Zion. That would want to get. Yeah. Yeah, to go go and do it. That's what I'm thinking.
1: And I can see that as well, but I just feel like Ja Ja and Zion, I think that they would see the opportunity and I think Nike, Adidas, who's ever pushing their corporate sponsors, like whoever's backing them, would see the opportunity as well. Hey, you need to think about joining this. Because I mean, At the end of the day, it's not so much even the players just making the decision, but it's also the handlers and these corporations involved. And I'm pretty sure LeBron didn't just come to a singular decision himself where he's like, you know what, I'm not going to enter the dunk contest. I'm pretty sure his Nike representation and whoever else is involved said like, hey, we don't know. You might not look that good in a dunk contest. You might not win. It's not good for your brand. I'm pretty sure it was a collective decision.
0: Let's let's can we just try? That's all. This is all nice. If LeBron wanted to do the dunk contest, no brand was going to tell him he can't do it.
1: He was no. Do I'm it. not saying they would have said he wasn't going to do it, but I'm saying it would have been his ear as well saying, "Hey, but on the flip side, you might not look that good, and if you lose, it might not be the greatest for your brand." It might have been just a 10-second blurb like I just gave you, but I'm saying he heard some pros and cons, and I'm just saying he didn't make this decision singly, solely himself
0: my I just my thing is I don't buy that it would never be good for his brand if he lost a dunk contest
1: I I just like that I don't think it would help I mean for the likes of it I know you hate him but like Skip Bayless what he says is still has some sticking power in the sports media landscape regardless of how we think about him and you know I'm just using his as an example because he's so far out there but I mean you know he would have said negative things like LeBron can't even win a dunk contest and Jordan won it twice and I can see Rob Parker, Chris Broussard. Like, I can see some people saying stuff. I mean,
0: I, I think it would be worse to – I think it's a worse indictment that he never did the dunk contest because it seems like don't he's think
1: scared. So. I, don't oh, think any, the, I don't think so. I don't think – It's
0: definitely worse that he never did the dunk no, contest because he seems scared.
1: No, 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 because it's almost like what you used to tell me about Durant when I said he made a bad decision by going to Golden State. And you said, 10 to 15 years from now, nobody would care it's the same thing with the dunk contest. Because ten, for, 10 to 15 years from now, we probably won't even have the dunk contest. So nobody would even be thinking about LeBron not doing it.
0: No one's going to... Okay, in the same respect, 10 or 15 years later, if LeBron lost the dunk contest, we wouldn't even be talking about that either. We barely talk about him losing in some of the finals. They, we're not going to talk about him losing in a dunk contest. I, I think they're not... Look, LeBron's resume is so big, the dunk contest, win or lose wouldn't have been a part of it. That's just my that's what I think. But we
1: said it that after the fact. Because I mean when he would have theoretically done a contest, he would have been twenty one, twenty two. His resume wouldn't have been up to par what it is now.
0: Bro, people don't even talk about him winning an all-star game MVP MVP. Is like they, like that all star stuff is like cool and it's like part of your resume, but it's not gonna be the last thing that people remember you by. Okay, like so then let the-
1: me let me let me flip it real quick you're saying people don't talk about it and him winning the all-star and repeat. So like if he did it on contest and one, people wouldn't talk about it. So what's the point? I'm just saying, based on what you're saying, what's the point?
0: Because we, we, it would be more exciting to watch during that weekend. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying a lasting legacy thing. I'm just talking about just as a viewer, if we knew LeBron was in the dunk contest, like, you know, we knew months beforehand, it creates the excitement to then watch a the dunk contest, whether the all result right, okay. is then great or not. It is. I understand that that it can vary.
1: I'm just saying I buy like, that, the but intrigue, then we need to, we need to look at it from the NBA's perspective. What what can we do to incentivize LeBron to be the dunk Contest? Because let's, let's let's put ourselves in his shoes. Oh, well, I'm sure going, they okay. did. I'm
0: sure they did try to incentivize him.
1: But how? Like they didn't need to do something good. Because my thing is if you're Mia LeBron right now and we want to end of the dunk Contest and somebody told us, Well, yeah, nobody's gonna remember this five years from now. It's not gonna hurt your legacy, it's not gonna help your legacy. Then I'm like, Then why do it? Why why even go through the procedures? Why you even try to come up with something okay, let, why, let, in it why it's
0: it's, I'm going to change my answer. People would remember like it, people remember that Kobe was in the dunk contest. It's not the things they remember about Kobe. It's not one of the first five things they remember about Kobe. Maybe not even the first 10 things you remember about Kobe. But if the dunk contest ever comes up, which is the one you're doing all-star break, it's a cool little added thing. Like, oh, yeah, he also did the dunk contest and won the dunk contest. The, with the LeBron thing, if he did that, it can only add to the the legacy of LeBron, not subtract. In the, your example, if he would have done the dunk contest and lost, it would be the same thing. People would be like, oh, we remember LeBron the dunk contest. And we probably would not even remember. Trey, think about the dunk contest. If LeBron has won, we just talked about this. Everybody remembers the Aaron Gordon dunk as the most memorable dunk. And he didn't even win the dunk contest. We're not even going to remember the winner, practically. We're going to remember the most memorable dunk. Remember Gerald Green blowing the light, the candle? Like we remember that stuff. He didn't even win the dunk contest. LeBron, all he had to do was do one
1: memorable dunk. Hell, he could have did his damn regular tomahawk, and we would have talked about it. Like, but see, that's the thing. That's That's all he would have did. Like, if you ever watch his high school dunk contest, Like, legitimately, that's all LeBron. would have did, his regular tomahawk. Right. let's not act like people wasn't out here pulling out second backboards to dunk. On. Like, there's things that
0: he could have done. I mean, this isn't like difficult. I'm not saying he would have done something crazy, but like, you could have got creative. Had somebody throw a pass like from a weird angle. Hell, he could have had Steve Nash kicking off his dang forehead. Like, you know how that stuff go. I'm just saying it would have added to the allure of LeBron, not subtracted. Now I know at the end of the day we really don't really care about this completely. We just talk about it because it's All Star weekend, and a week from now we're not going to talk about this until next year, and then we're going to complain that LeBron didn't didn't do it. So it, ultimately, it doesn't mean much. It, I'm just saying it would have been cool. That's all I mean. It just would have yeah, been no, cool. No, no. It would have
1: been there. cool, yeah. I give it. It would have been mean. yeah.
0: it just been really cool, and I, and I think because of that, I, it, going forward it would have been cool if we got to see the John Rands Zions as like as a fan, the Anthony Edwards. And like it's gonna take some one of those other guys to take to bite the bullet and do that. I think they can get Ja, because Ja seems like he wants to do it. Every time they tweeted t- tweet him about it, he just seemed like he just won a bag for it. And if I'm the NBA, give him a bag for it. Like give him a bag for it next year. Like I know he didn't play this year, so we couldn't really see. But give him a bag for it. Let's at least get one marquee in there, because maybe he can start that trend. I know he's not as big as LeBron, but maybe he can start it. You know what I mean? So. It's just one of the. It's like it's just one of those things. When you're one of the most athletic guys ever, it's like if Steph Curry just never did a three point shootout, and he was just like, "Well, I'm the greatest shooter ever. I don't need to prove nothing, to y'all." He's like, "Come on, man. I like, do the three point shootout. Like, come on." Like, it, it, and that. That's my whole thing with it. You know, with LeBron doing it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really mean much. The All Star game is is what it is. They they got to make a lot of adjustments to it anyway. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about what we want to talk about before we get out of here. Trey, you've talked about this, and I give you credit. You've talked about the face of the NBA thing. We've talked about it off the pod for probably years. Then you've mentioned it on the podcast. You're worried about the NBA not having a face. I hear this conversation on ESPN, I think today or yesterday. And we don't know who the face of the NBA is. There's some names we could throw out there. I We think that they have a problem with pushing these actual new stars. And some of these guys that we've just mentioned in our last conversation, what's your overall feeling on this? I mean, this is like halfway through this season. We haven't seen some of our young stars, like, take the leap that we maybe wanted to. What's your overall, like, look or take on the face of the NBA? Like, where are we standing as LeBron and Curry are really on the way out?
1: Yeah, I don't think there is one singular face in the NBA. And that is part of the problem because, again, LeBron, Curry, even if you want to put Durant in that. And Durant wasn't as popular as LeBron and Curry, but still a good, solid face of the league. never did anything off the court, those sort of things they're all on their way out and there's nobody right now that's willing to take their place. You know, Ja, he has his own issues. He has his own issues. I'm not going to relitigate them, but like, there's just, there's not really quality faces of the league. And then you have Luka, Jokic and Wimby and Luka hasn't wanted enough to be the face. Jokic doesn't want to be the face and Wimby's just a rookie. So like, it's kind of hard. There is no face of the league. And I, I, I'm kind of yeah. interested because I want to see if this is going to lead the NBA to more or less. Well, let, let me correct you real quick.
0: There's the face of the league now, LeBron. We're, you're you're saying going well, yeah. forward. I just want
1: to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am mean, I'm including I'm LeBron, but yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see if it, uh, if the NBA is going to take the NFL approach where they just start pushing teams as opposed to pushing players. And I know that was the uh, that was the tactic that was used before David Stern took pl- took over in the '80s as the commissioner. It really didn't work then, but you know now the NBA is a lot more popular than it was in the seventies and early eighties. So maybe they go back to doing that. I don't think that would be as. I don't see it working out quite as well as pushing a one or two different players, but I mean, it's worth a shot because right now, like you said, you just don't have anybody. I guess you have Anthony Edwards, but again, he's not winning enough to actually be on the radar like more more times nine times out of ten we look at the faces where you're looking at the chats the kobe's the lebron's we knew who they were when they were 16 and 17 and that just built up the momentum and then they kept you know breaking different barriers in the league the only one that really snuck up on us was michael jordan by the time he left college after those three years in north carolina we even knew who he was right I, i mean I think the Anthony
0: Edwards thing is interesting because he has the charismatic he has the game. It's early. You say they haven't won yet. They're they're the number one seed in the West, so we'll see. Can they be a consistent contender for the next couple of years? Can they get to a conference final, stuff like that? So I think we 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 still the, the jury's still out in that. It doesn't it's not the greatest thing ever that he plays in Minnesota, if I'm being honest. But you know, it can happen. You know what I mean? it, it, it could definitely happen. I gotta say this, because you've mentioned this about Zion before. I don't think Zion I think Zion was the ideal face of the league that they wanted I don't think he'll ever be the oh face yeah of the league. I don't think he will ever be. No. you know remember remember we had a conversation a couple months ago we kind of talked about like the Zion misses window for being, being the player that we think he should be I think a part of me is on the side of he has now I still think he can can and probably will be a great player meaning an all-Star level player for years to come and stuff like that but that window of being the best player in the league the potential face of the NBA. I think that I don't really know if there's a situation that he can regain that unless he just got into some really significant playoff series and was winning. and was being dominant, which I, I, I would just be really shocked if he got into the playoffs with new Orleans and then he just turned into the guy that we thought maybe he just flips a switch. That'd be the only way, but I think he may have missed that John Morant's interesting because I don't think he's fully missed it because he's been on when he's been on the court, he's been great. And his issue is not, Wanting to play basketball, I just think that if he stays on the straight and narrow for like a couple years in a row, he may have a chance. And how exciting he is! And if the Memphis continues to win at the rate that they were going to win, um, so I think John ja Rant has a chance. I'm not really sold on Zion being it anymore. So if you had to ask me, it'd probably be between you know Ja and Zion, or excuse me, Ja and uh, Anthony Edwards. And I just don't know if a foreign player because it hasn't happened before. But the only foreign player that has a shot, we kind of missed the window with Giannis because – honestly, we missed the window with Giannis because LeBron and Curry stayed too long. <laughs> That's really it. That's really the yeah. only reason we missed with Giannis. They just stayed too long in the league. The only, I think Wimby has a chance, though, Trey. I, think I if there too. was if, if there was a foreign I, player to do it, I think he has a chance.
1: I think he has a legitimate chance, and he seems to have the personality that he doesn't mind, like – Let's just say, again, just opposed to with Jokic, who doesn't even want to be the face of the league, and that's completely obvious. He seems to have a forward-facing personality. You know, he seems to be an extrovert, so he wouldn't mind doing the small things. You know, the interviews and the commercials, which will put him out there.
0: And his game is exciting enough, I think, because he can do all that stuff at that size. Jokic's game is like, us basketball nerds love it, but it's not really that exciting to watch.
1: And that's a fair point, and that's also that... Segues me to another point I wanted to bring up. When you mentioned Zion, I did want to add that his game just isn't quite the same. because he's not as explosive or athletic as he was coming out of Duke, so I'm not even sure if his game translates to being the face of the league quite like it did three or four years ago.
0: I'll tell you what Zion could do to get to get back into the uh, <laughs> to the thing.
1: You know what nah, he could I you do? Say this.
0: <laughs> he could join that dunk contest. He he do a dunk contest and win a dunk contest. Can get but
1: right back to this: All jokes aside, I don't really want to relitigate that whole conversation. But I will say this: If I'm New Orleans and I'm like, we're paying you two hundred fifty million dollars, and you already had these whole bunch of injury concerns, you're not doing the dunk contest.
0: Oh, that's fair. I mean, no, 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 completely fair from an organizational standpoint. I, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I'm not. I'm just talking about just purely as a basketball fan. I, now, if you were saying it was my money and I was a New Orleans owner, you ain't doing it. I promise you that. But if as a basketball fan, of course, selfishly, so. Are we gonna go through a, a, a gap where there's gonna not be the face of the league? I guess that's gonna be the question,
1: you know. I mean, we did the same thing with Jordan. I know people like to say he checked, but when you I will say this much. To me, you he's probably the face of, he was the face of the league. But when you talk to others, the older guys, you know, the Stephen A's and the Chris Broussard's and the Royal Parkers again. They always say, I've heard them say this multiple times, all these guys, that there was kind of a low period where there was just wasn't a face of the league after, um, after Michael Jordan retired. There was just kind of a gap. And I just kind of feel like that's kind of what happens when you have guys that are in this top five-ish range. You know what I mean? Well, you're retri- Re- retiring the second
0: time. Yeah. Okay, because if you retired after the ninety eight season, Shaq was already getting on and popping, and he was like something we had never seen.
1: And then by two thousand, Shaq and Kobe. That's what I said. That's why I don't necessarily to say the narrative. But I've know I've I've heard other guys say that Bill Simmons Colin coward. I've heard other people say that it was kind of a lull and maybe it just felt like that. Maybe it was something that you had to be there to experience to feel right. Right. And then uh, the last thing I will say, they did have a guy that, I mean, was
0: the people's champ in Allen Iverson, but you know, it wasn't necessarily the, yeah, the guy. That but they, I, it wasn't the guy that they wanted to push as the guy.
1: That and Allen, like I love Allen, but I, I'm saying is as a brother, you know, he really appealed to a certain demographic. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: Which is why they didn't want to push him at the time. But I think the league is in a different place now that they're OK with pushing us. So, so yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. To, to, to agree. So, yeah, we got we got to pay attention to that, you know, as we go going forward. But, you know, we got a lot of stuff to get into. Trey, oh, we, hold get... we
1: can't leave yet.
0: Oh, I know, I know, I know you want to talk. Yeah, about yeah, it. yeah. Okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, how did you feel about Isaiah Stewart punching somebody?
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm, I, I want to see the
1: video. I should actually be laughing about it.
0: Yeah, we, we got to see a video. I mean, we've talked about Isaiah Stewart and not controlling his emotions. I don't want to cast aspersions on him because we haven't seen it, but if you punch somebody in the tunnel hours before the game with his reputation, I don't know what's going on. And I don't know Drew Eubanks, <laughs> so I, I can't tell you if he's a guy that has a hot head or not. But it just doesn't look great. And in a season that couldn't have gone any worse for the Detroit Pistons, (laughs) you overpaid for a coach. Your basketball team has been horrible. can barely get any wins. They can't even get no wings at the wing stop because you can't even get any wins. Your first round pick from a couple years ago that was supposed to be your star point guard, you literally couldn't even find a trade partner for him. You cut him. Then the really only legitimate asset you had on your basketball team and Bojan Badanovic, you only could get second round picks for that guy. I mean, it, this season couldn't have gone any worse if you're a Detroit Business fan. I mean, it is so bleak. And then Isaiah Stewart, who's is probably your second best maybe maybe third best player on your team, like talent wise. I mean, he is that good. He can probably be on a, a contributing player on a on a championship level team. and he's punching guys. So I mean, i don't I don't know what to say if you're Detroit, and you said Isaiah Stewart got a court day. I don't know what the heck's going on, Trey, but like Isaiah Stewart, Stewie. The rest of them guys in the business, they got to get together, because look I, look, I understand a team has got to be bad in the NBA, but there ain't no reason for them to be this bad, Trey.
1: You know, like, they in a bad, bad way. Like, I would hate to be a Detroit fan, and this is some, coming from somebody that's been a lifelong Orlando Magic fan. So I've seen dark days, but I mean, nothing like this.
0: Yeah, even as a Magic fan, you ain't seen dark days where you like, look around the roster, you like, damn, we ain't got nearly nothing out here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I, I think Kate is a really good player. And I know you feel you and I feel differently about it, and I just think he's in a bad situation. But other than that, yeah, other than Cade and Stewie, I like the Thompson twin defensively, but it's like, yeah, you know, the Magic also weren't overpaying for coaches at that time when they were bad, you know what I mean? They also weren't, you know, having teammates that were head cases. It, it's just like a, a bad situation all around. Yeah, they just
1: got so much going on.
0: Yeah, it's everything that could go bad has gone bad in one season. And as a basketball fan, I hope that doesn't continue. But I, we're gonna keep an eye on the Isaiah Stewart thing because he's not gonna be on Detroit next year. You think, right? Nah,
1: man, I would really find it hard for him to be in Detroit. The only way I can see him still being on Detroit is just the fact that Detroit seems to lack NBA talent amongst the players. And regardless of how you feel about Isaiah Stewart, he's still an NBA caliber player. So like, that would be the only reason. It'd be out of necessity.
0: And he's a good player, too. That's the, that's the worst part. He actually is a good player. Yeah. Like if, if, I know nobody's watching Pistons games, but he actually is a pretty good player. So it's not like he's just out there just to be out there. So hopefully he gets his stuff together. But anyway, I want to thank everybody so much for joining us once again. Again, thanks for tuning in to our Hoopers Lounge. So this is exclusively all basketball, if you didn't notice. So um, if you're a big basketball fan, this is the one to tap into. But of course, we're going to have more content surrounding all things, you know, football, basketball, other sports, pop culture, like we usually do. So keep in touch for that again can't stress it enough apple spotify youtube youtube shorts you know heck facebook whatever whatever works for you
1: <laughs> click on our
0: link tree check it out you know what i mean we're pushing our content now so so do us a favor and go ahead and hit us a, a give us a like and a rate and, and tell us what you think about it oh trey by the way last thing before we get out of here we did our poll for the goat conversation we actually had like 60 percent of the people say tom brady we had another like 30% or whatever close to a same home still a second. And then we had a couple with other. So people are still rocking with Brady. I know we talked about okay. that last time. People I'm still rocking with him. Brady. Yeah, I can respect it. I thought people were going to go another way, but people are still rocking with Brady. But thank everybody for interacting with that poll um, as well. So we're going to get a lot of those back in. And we'll have a uh, bring our special guest back. It looks like next week. So stay tuned for that as well. Um, and I'll swing it to Trey.
1: Again, like you said, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really do appreciate it. I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, and until the next week, peace.